All right, thank you, Scott Shannon. Thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll-free, our number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. You know, the Bob Grant used to say the world, you know, it's sick and it's getting sicker. So here's a guy out in Los Angeles, a homeowner, who had to defend his family and himself and fend off an apparent would-be robbers that show up at his home said his concealed carry permit has now been taken away from him only days after they had this residential neighborhood shootout. Now, he was able to defend his home and his family and his five-month-old child, and California now suspended his Second Amendment rights, said the L.A. resident, married father of one. His name is Vince. I don't want to give his name. Uh, You never know. There's so many crazy people out there. Anyway, telling foxnews.com, in a call, anyway, it a call to inform him that his concealed carry permit was revoked, uh, and he said it was due to him yelling at the LAPD when they visited his home to investigate the shooting three days after the incident. And anyway, the guy previously, you know, was railing against the LAPD, uh, and he said they carried out a sloppy police work, including allegedly not picking up the casings that were scattered near his home as evidence. Now, if if that really happened and you're a homeowner, wouldn't you want the police to do a thorough job? I guess maybe there's so many shootings now in big cities like Chicago, New York, and Los Angeles. Maybe now they don't even have time to pick up evidence and show casings and do ballistics work anymore. I guess that's, that may be a thing of the past as we were talking to Gianno Caldwell yesterday. Anyway, This gunfight breaks out in front of this guy's house November the 4th. The homeowner returned to his his gated Los Angeles house. He just came back from the gym. Yeah, he sees two armed men jumping his fence, racing. You know, he has to force their way into the house that he was about to unlock his front door. His five-month-old daughter and family's nanny were inside the house. He has what is a legal concealed carry permit in California, which, by the way, historically has been very difficult to get compared to other states. Uh, And he said it took months for him to actually get his permit. He had to use his firearm on his private property. California law allows legal U.S. residents over the age of 18 to carry firearms on private property and residences without a permit or without a license. So he now said in an NRA video that the shooting is a clear case of self-defense, noting that he was confronted by two men that were pointing guns at him as he tried to make his way into his own home. He said, my situation is unique. It happened at my front door. All of it's on camera. Now, you would think the police, before they make this decision or whoever made this decision, might want to take the time to look at the video. Because he says this happens over and over again in this country. You know, people sweep it under the rug because it doesn't behoove their political agenda. The fact is, evil will always exist. Something I've said often on this program. Anyway, so he said that this wasn't even the first time that he's been targeted by criminals. I mean, this is, the now, this, this is now the result of defund, dismantle, no bail laws, and now... If you are a law-abiding citizen and these criminals want to come to your house, you're pretty much going to be a sitting duck. It's, it's, it's fairly, you know, it's pretty unreal to me.
really is. Let me tell you, as an example, we've talked a lot about the national security implications regarding the 8 million illegal immigrants coming into this country because Joe Biden is aiding them and abetting them in the process. And we have talked about the fact that they're not vetted. And we've talked about the fact that over $450 plus billion a year, at least, of taxpayer dollars now are, are needed to take care of all these illegal immigrants that Joe helped come into the country because he would not enforce our nation's laws. Um, New York has been hit particularly hard. And as a result, the New York Police Department is going to be reduced to only 29,000 cops by the end of fiscal year 2025. That would be the lowest level since the 1990s amid what is a slew of budget cuts. So in order to pay those, you know, three, four-star hotel rooms, build these 10 cities, offer free medical care, uh, allow these kids into schools. Many of the kids don't speak English, so they have to be taught English as a second language, uh, but they don't have the money to hire new teachers. So this is, this is where it's now going to hit every city, every town across this country. So, for example, NYPD, $42 million in cuts. Ultimately, uh, that's just for a new training class that they're taking away from. But they're cutting a total of $132 million for security in New York. And they're now going to the lowest police level they've had in over 20 years. They're going to cut back on the fire department in New York by $74 million. Now, with all these illegal immigrants getting into the sanctuary schools in New York City. Now they're also going to cut the Department of Education by $547 million. Uh, by the way, they had swim safety classes. That's gone. Removal of litter baskets. That's gone. Uh, you know, mental health programs. That's gone. Department of Social Services. They're going to lose $322 million just to accommodate this unfunded mandate of Joe Biden. That That is what radicalism is bringing to our country. Never mind the fact that of the 8 million illegal immigrants, those that we know came across the country unvetted and those that came in, what we call the gotaways, of the 8 million, most 99% of these people have not been vetted. 99% also got in. They were not turned away. And whenever you hear Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Alejandro Mayorkas, or anybody else tell you, that, in fact, the border's closed, the border's secure, they're just flat out lying to you. And they're not doing a thing. It's unbelievable. Uh, we'll get to this in the next hour, but that gag order that was put on President Trump from commenting uh, about this case going on in New York has now, in fact, been lifted. Uh, and thankfully, that happened. Now, what have I been saying? I said, okay, so all of these cases involving Donald Trump. Now, it's amazing because I've never seen this before in political history. He defies all conventional political gravity because you would think if a candidate gets charged and a candidate gets arraigned and arrested, that their poll numbers would go down. Well, not with Donald Trump. Every time they have gone up, they have not gone down. And it has made people angry. So it has just gone in the opposite direction. So they had all of these years since 2016 in New York City to bring this hard-hitting case about Stormy Daniels and some other, Karen McDougal, uh, to court. And they now wait to the election year, and they want to have that trial in New York City, where I don't think Donald Trump can get a fair trial 
as evidenced by this, you know, clown show, uh, this this judge in New York that is actually valuating Mar-a-Lago at 18 million when it's closer to a billion, which is the very thing that they're accusing Donald Trump of, which is increasing valuations uh, for some type of benefit. That's exactly what the judge is doing in this case. You, you can't even make this up. There's no way that case stands on appeal. No way. I don't see it happening. Anyway, so you had an appellate court decision here. Um, so the, the trial judge in the civil case, this guy, and Goron, imposed the gag order against Donald Trump and later fined Donald Trump 15 grand for violating the gag order uh, at an emergency hearing yesterday at the appellate court level. Uh, anyway, there were questions about what authority he had to do. Not, I have a simple question on this. This is not a complicated issue. What part of the First Amendment does this judge not understand? This is not a difficult case to handle here. And by the way, where we're at it, we now learned just before TV last night, we learned that, in fact, there's not going to be any charges at all against Joe Biden as it relates to the document scandal. Now, remember, they found documents from the days he was in the U.S. Senate at the University of Delaware. They found top secret classified material in his own garage next to his precious Corvette. They found it at the UPenn Biden Center. They found it at Joe Biden's beach home. They never raided any of these locations. But if you don't think we have a dual justice system or a double standard, this is exactly what I've been saying we have happening. Now, this is what Jim Jordan is investigating with the House Judiciary Committee. Has the FBI, has the DOJ, are they politicized and are they weaponized? The answer is an obvious yes. You know, Hillary Clinton had, what, top secret classified material. James Comey lays it out in a speech that he gives, an announcement he makes in July of 2016 before the 2016 election. He outlines all of the top secret classified material. By the way, in the end, it's more than what they were able to get during this, quote, raid of Mar-a-Lago. And then he ends with no reasonable prosecutor would ever prosecute. And that does not include the 33,000 deleted emails on her server uh, and the devices that were destroyed, Blackberries and iPhones with hammers and the SIM cards removed. So, you know, tell me how that's equal justice under the law. How does anybody see three people basically doing the exact same thing or accused of doing the exact same thing and only one gets raided, only one gets charged, and everybody, all the Democrats get off scot-free. How do you not see that as a corrupt system? How do you not see that as a system that is broken? You know, why would a judge be able to put a gag order on the ability of somebody that is charged with a crime from even defending themselves? How does that happen? By the way, Senator Tom Cotton is demanding that violent pro-Hamas insurrectionists be treated as harshly as January 6th protesters. Well, that has, you know, liberals literally, you know, their heads are going 360 and their projectile vomiting over it like the exorcist. They can't believe it. Uh, anyway, the House Republicans have made a decision to cut the DOJ's budget, expected to limit uh, some of their prosecutions that they deem political. So that's happening. And, you know, and then you got to wonder about 
why Joe Biden has taken such a hard left turn to pressure Israel after the worst terror attack in their history and try and pressure them from defending themselves when their their existence is in jeopardy. It, you know, why would you allow a terrorist group, Hamas, with a charter that calls for the destruction of Israel time that they can replenish their weaponry, replenish their supplies, recalculate their, their war strategies based on what's going on on the ground? Why wouldn't you just encourage Israel to defeat the terrorists that killed 1,400 innocent people and took hundreds of innocent people hostage. That is life under Joe Biden in America today. But don't worry, according, even though Joe's not going to get charged in the document case, I, I forgot this very important point. Joe Biden is expected to get scolded. He's going to get a scolding from the prosecutor. He's not going to get charged, but he's going to get a lecture. I don't think Joe can pay attention long enough to hear the lecture, but they're going to try. So that's how we treat Joe Biden. Hillary Clinton, no reasonable prosecutor would prosecute. Donald Trump has Mar-a-Lago raided and charges and then more charges and then more charges piled upon the other charges. It's unbelievable. Do you think, how does a country, a democratic republic, survive if its justice system is weaponized like this? How does... How does Joe Biden get away, his family get away with tens and tens of millions of dollars from our top geopolitical foes and that there's half the country that is saying, oh, he did nothing wrong. And you know that they have all of they wouldn't hand, you know, all these suspicious activity reports, according to James Comer, all of these shell corporations, all of these disbursements, financial disbursements to 10 Biden family members tens of millions of dollars involved with the communist Chinese, Russian oligarchs, Kazakhstan oligarchs, uh, Burisma, the corrupt oil giant in, in Ukraine. Hunter has no experience addicted to drug, gets paid millions. Joe Biden gets a call from Burisma executives and Hunter five days before he goes to, goes to Ukraine, leverages a billion taxpayer dollars, gets a prosecutor investigating Burisma fired, and Hunter continues to get paid a lot of money, but he's addicted to drugs and he has no experience. That sound right to you? You know, Mike Lindell, he always wants to solve everyday problems. So he understands that when you go to a store and you buy a new towel, all right, maybe at first it feels soft and you bring it home and you use it two or three times. Then guess what? It's not so soft anymore and it's not so absorbent. Well, that's why he came up with my towel and he has two brand new lines that he's announcing. Anyway, these are great towels. And what makes them great is they're now made with 100% what's called long staple Shorper cotton. It's comb, ring spun cotton that makes these towels absorbent and softer and helps them stay that way. Right now, 50% off a six-piece uh, six set. Introductory sale, $29.98. They have a designer premium line for just 20 bucks more, also 50% off. They have other deep discounts on other great MyPillow products. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the Sean Hannity Square, or call 800-919-6090. Mention my name, Hannity, and you will love these towels.